Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Into the happy hour. We got a lot of like good one-liners on this show, but I don't think there's one better than, Scraby, you're about to get your butt wiped. <laughs> <laughs> in context, in context, it was about Chris's fantabulous sports game show. It was. That's one of my favorite lines of all time. Uh, By the way, Chris, yesterday someone wrote in in the fantasy sports oh, yeah. court, and they you weren't here for it, but they signed their their message. Excuse me. <laughs> that was that was their name. One of my favorite. Oh, that was that's really name. funny out yeah. there. I think it was hilarious. Uh, it is time. For the name of today's biggest fan. Today's biggest fan is Stephen Shipley of El Cajon. Give a round of applause. Come on, Stephen. Call in. Give us a call at 833-288-0973 within the next 10 minutes to register for our grand prize of 20 tickets to a 2024 Padre game in the Odyssey Suite to watch a Padres game with your friends and all of our our fans' hosts. If you, have, if you want a chance to have your name called to register for our grand prize, visit 97.3thefansd.com slash biggestfan today. The Biggest Fan Contest is presented by the San Diego Seals. Tickets are on sale now at sealslax.com. Bueno. Aztecs, new head coach, Sean Lewis, uh, had his press conference today. And by all accounts, he, in terms of the press conference itself, he had a home run. And uh, we got to hear from him earlier. However, we did not get to hit, hit to hear, excuse me, not hit. I know he hit a home run, but we didn't get to hear from uh, AD J.D. Wicker. And uh, he was asked about his vision for this uh, program. And it took me a moment to think of his answer, apparently. During our discussions with Sean, it was clear his vision of how to establish a program and culture will fit well within our athletic department. A culture built around hard work, caring for each other, and dedication to the holistic development of the student athlete. Another stated goal of our search. Yeah. What does the uh, holistic development of our athletes refer to? I don't know. I think holistic. I'm not intelligent enough to get that. Unfortunately, um, I, I before I speak on it, let me just make sure I <laughs> He's know about to look exactly at the definition of holistic. Um, you don't basically you're telling me is you don't know what he means either. Well, no, I do. But here, here's the I didn't know how to explain it. Here's the definition of holistic: relating to or concerned with holes or with complete systems, rather than with analysis of treatment of or dissection into parts. Okay, so that speaks to everybody's. I think it speaks to everybody's. Um, 
I guess, issue with the offense, right? And everybody wanting to have an offensive-minded coach. And I think what J.D. is trying to say in his interview with, with Sean is that he didn't get the feel that it was just about the offense. He was a taking talking about it from an approach of Very a nice, Tony. whole program. Very wow. nice. That you was, guys are pretty that, good. That was a brilliant <laughs> breakdown. Because I had no idea what that was. No. Uh, I bumped into J.D. Wicker at the uh, women's basketball game last night. Oh, yeah? How'd it go? Well, I just said hello, shook his hand. I think he was waiting for me to say, ask him like who the next football coach was going to be. You and didn't ask him. I well, I mean, I, he, we already knew. <laughs> I, well, I know, but I didn't know that he knew that we knew. <laughs> so you just left it so alone. So I just just kind of thought it was uncomfortable. So yeah, I let it go. Uh, J.D. Wigger was also asked about uh, hiring an offensive innovator um, and how much of a goal that was for him. Having this type of offensive innovator, it's very clear that it was one of our stated goals that this is what we wanted to do. So we're excited to have someone with this type of uh, influence, this type of history, calling, uh, calling San Diego State home. And while improving on the offensive side of the ball is a goal, playing great defense, as the Aztecs have done over the past 15 years, is something that Sean articulated well and understands that's a benchmark of what our program has been. That's going to be the interesting part, I think, for Sean Lewis, right, is is he's following two defensive-minded coaches that had success on that side of the ball. Um, You come in and as an offensive coach, how do you maintain that? Or can you keep some semblance of what you have been able to build this program on? Or or is it just a straight pivot to to offense? It'll be interesting if he can kind of put that all together there, Chris. I'm wishing him all the best. I, I think it's got to be on the field. It's going to have to be off the field. Yeah. I mean, he's going to have to. He's going to have to be Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey. Do you think this to job- sell this football program in this town? Uh, he's got to go 11 and 0, and he's got to be you know everywhere in the community, right? He's got to look good doing it. He's got to still sell tickets. It's going to be a Herculean task. The you, only thing I will tell him is that it's been accomplished I was before. A, I was about to ask you, is this as big of a job, bigger of a job, bigger, a bigger job than, than uh, Steve, Fisher. Steve Fisher had? In one, the one way I think it's bigger than Steve Fisher because basketball always has a chance to win the national championship, even though where San Diego State was, was ridiculous to ever have that notion. You are still competing at the, quote, highest level. College football, San Diego State, I don't believe is com- allowed to compete at the highest level. Yeah. But beyond that, he's got an easier job than Steve Fisher had because there were like – Steve Fisher was going from scratch. He was going from crickets in Peterson Gym yeah. to the national championship game you know, under Brian Dutcher. But, of course, we know Fisher laid the foundation. There was no one at any games. No. And they were like coming off a season where they were no better than what two and twenty nine. One conference win, I think. Could near his first season they won zero. They won zero. That's Steve right. Fisher's first season they didn't win a single conference game. He survived that whole season, walking around campus with Brian Dutcher, looking for people like you who would <laughs> suckers who would take a ticket to go to the game. Suckers. And all of us, you know, from we, there we it had a grew. blast though. I tell yeah. you that. It wasn't pr- I went to a lot of uh, college basketball games when I was a student. Smokey Gaines was the head coach. Yeah. And he was uh, he was uh, Barnum and Bailey and Ringling Brothers and all those people. He was quite the salesman. 
that team was actually pretty good because your dad was on it and Michael Cage and uh, some people who could play. But uh, still, it was fun because you could sit right there on the floor. That was the best part. You could about a great being a student. seat. You had you know, you're watching seats. college basketball as a college student. You were right there. Yeah, no doubt. But yeah, Steve Fisher did it. So it is possible, but it was not easy. Good uh, luck. JD. I would I would meet with Brian Dutcher if I were Sean Lewis. That would be, be not move. that he's not going to, right. but that would be a smart move to sit down with him and go, okay, how did you guys do what you did? Because yeah, Dutch is the he was he was right, he there, was right there. alongside. So how did you Fisher. do what you did? Because I need to try and do something similar. JD was was asked. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. real quick. Um, I guess there's something wrong with the stream and the name of the biggest fan that we said. Some people didn't hear it. So Stephen Shipley of El Cajon. That was your name. Eight three three two eight eight oh nine seven. Stephen Shipley. Stephen Shipley. You're being you. called. Yes. The shipper. The shipper. <laughs> Probably the most important question JD was asked was why Sean was right for the job. Sean has a proven track record of as an offensive innovator, running an up-tempo offense nicknamed the Flash Fast during his tenure as head coach at Kent State University. A balanced offense that produced nearly identical rushing and passing totals in 2021 of 3,425 yards passing and 3,482 yards rushing, both school records, and you really can't get much more balanced than that. Sean led Kent State to its only bowl win in history and has spent time at several institutions that ran dynamic offenses. I apologize. I, I thought J.D. was asking questions, but it sounds like he's reading. Right there. A statement? A statement. More it does than sound his, more like uh, a statement. Oh, yeah. If he was asked questions at this point. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I guess I should have said that to you guys. No, you're just fine. Uh, but yeah, it, it was his like opening statement that he had prepared, and I just cut it up because it was kind of long. Yeah, so that this was a, a prepared statement from J.D. Wigger. But either way, um, he, he answered those what would have been those questions um, in his statement, and the Aztecs, of course, have their guy in Sean, in Sean Lewis. We got one more Sean Lewis cl- clip, and it's all about excellence. So here it is. I expect excellence in all three phases of our football program, that it's not just going to be offense, it's not just going to be defense, it's not just going to be special teams, but the, the teams that compete for championships consistently, the way that we are going to, the young men and the way in which they are going to lead their lives, the way that we are going to dominate our, our rivalries and, and the way that we are going to dominate the league and play for CFP games and titles year in and year out. We are going to be great in all of those areas. I'm a big believer in knowing who you are, clearly defining that so we can establish the culture that we're going to chase. Know who you is. That's what my pops used to tell me sound like Sean Lewis. Uh, you know, subscribe to the same Dion. thing. <laughs> he might. He might have heard <laughs> that from Dion. Uh, but, yeah, Aztecs with the new head coach, and uh, at least today, it's a win. We'll see if that transitions uh, to the actual gridiron. Looking forward here. to the next win. One uh, of those big-name recruits you know, who left Colorado comes here. You know, I'm, I'm seeing a little pushback on the stream here of uh, Mountain West Championships, LOL. Uh, you know. Wait, wait, wait. What's, what's the pushback? About the, just, just about, like, he's re- he wants to win Mountain West Championships. That's not, like, what's wrong with that? For this, for this commenter, that's not good enough for them, but... I like well, what's going to be good enough. Yeah, National it, championships it, it, about the only thing else out there. You and that's crawl. not really out there for the Aztecs. <laughs> exactly. You but I like before you walk. Anyway, I like that he is thinking that way. Like he's not limiting himself to that's, where the Aztecs. You know, what's are. interesting is is you know whether it's high school, college, or even the pros. Right. I know the big goal is obviously World Series. 
national championship, CIF championship in high school. But in my experience, the good coaches talk about winning their conference divisions. Those things have to happen first, usually. And those are things that are under your control. And they're under your control. In in the San Diego State football situation, the national championship is not in your control. It's it's literally out of your control. 13-0, win every game by 30 points. They're still picking Alabama for the playoff over you. Without a doubt. Just, you know, that's just how life is in college football. And quite frankly, the the smaller, quote-unquote, smaller schools, that's how you're going to get noticed is by consistently winning your conference, like every year, year in, year out. And it still doesn't guarantee you a chance or no. an opportunity to play for a national championship, but that's that's where it starts. But who's been the most successful college football program in the Mountain West over the last 20, 15 years? Outside of state? No, I don't think state is. Boise? I think Boise yeah. is the is the answer there, and I think that they're more on a national scale than we are. And how and do they I get there? By winning the thing every year. Every year. And if they don't win it, they're the team you have to beat to win it. Right. So that's where the Aztecs, they can control getting to there. Absolutely. And, I mean, Boise State is a pretty, you know, big-time, legit college football program. I mean, they got a little fortunate. In the sense that they took part in all this during a time when you could go to the Fiesta Bowl and beat Oklahoma, which was a great moment in Mountain West history. Another one of my former high school teammates on that in that game, Finny Pareta. <laughs> I thought saying, you were over I, there in a deep depression because I, of what happened 20 years ago. I'm thinking about high school over here. I had remembering my teammates. I, I believe back. I believe Vinny Pareta was the one who. Threw the touchdown at the end of the game, or uh, the, uh, the the Statue, uh, the Statue of Liberty? Liberty. I don't know. He's such a good friend of yours. Just call him and ask him <laughs> what <Nah>. he did. <laughs> oh, he he lost my number. Oh, he lost your <laughs> number. <laughs> uh, huh? All right, uh, let's get to break. When we return, we got one of our favorite segments. Rate the radio call on Gwen and Chris. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. At halftime in Detroit, Tony's histrionics have been at a minimum today because the Lakers are blowing out the Pistons. 65-48, Los Angeles, Anthony Davis, not only playing, but playing well. 19 points, 9 rebounds. I like it when my histrionics doesn't have to... Um... Yeah, no histrionics today. Yeah. D'Angelo Russell's having a big game also. 18 points, 8 of 10 shooting. In the first half, LeBron's already in double figures for the 1 millionth straight game. <laughs> you have to go back to like his almost his rookie season or yeah. his second season. The last time he didn't score double figures. He's that is double. remarkable. I think that there isn't one night that he just scores eight points. <laughs> I think in the uh in the list of players that have played twenty one years in the league, I think prior to this year the top score was like seven point eight points a game. And he is just blowing that away right now. I don't think it's gonna drop either. He's How about, old is he now? Thirty he's a year older than me, so thirty nine. Thirty nine. Woo. With some mileage, too. Amazing. Amazing. He's played more minutes than any other player in history. The last time he failed to score 10 points, January 5th, 2007. Uh, before the chat gets on me, he will turn 39 December 30th. I thought he okay. was 38. Yeah. yeah. 2007, though, guys. 16 <laughs> years. Last time he did not score 10 points in a game. Crazy. That's that nuts. is insane. That's nuts. Because, like, you... I automatic, just think there'd be one automatic night. ten plus every time yeah, he steps on the court. One night you you just like you just don't have it, right? Well, the night he didn't do it sixteen years ago, he went three of thirteen and scored eight points. I mean, that's a game that guys have from time to time. Not that's him. before he like figured out how to like draw foul. So he was like getting straight buckets at that point. Like he wasn't like getting to the line a whole bunch. He was just out athletic out athleting you athletically. I don't know how to say that. Athletic? No, not gonna try it again. Yeah, give it in one more <laughs> shot. Come on. <laughs> athletic. Athletic. You out. Athletic. You out. Athletic. Out. Athleticize you. No. Uh, no. Trying to make it new. I was trying new. <laughs> no good. Out. Athletic. You. Are we ready, Chris? We are. Let's go. Oh, I didn't expect for you. To you just so asked him yeah, if you were ready. From the really, really good. Back to the wall. It's gone. Home run, Derby. And there will be tomorrow. To the really, really bad. Oh, oh, wide open. He throws. It's caught. <laughs> Nixon streaking down the sideline to the 20. Gets oh, a block baby, from Chase. Baby. And runs it into the end. We got some radio calls. Gwen and Chris are going to rate them. A right-handed hitter back in there. Strasburg ready to go. It's Rate the Radio Call. The one-two pitch slider. Strike three called. A no-hitter. On 97.3 The Fan. You may have to change that now. Uh, where you have the bad... And then the Cincinnati cat pops up because we no longer think it's bad. Yeah, we kind of like him now. Like him. Oh, <laughs> hey, 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 look out. There he goes. Go, 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 go. Yeah, we kind of like that. We've, we've come we've full come circle on that. Yes, we kind of yeah, have. I think you You're might right. have to find another example of bad. Maybe right. we'll find it today. Maybe we will. All right. I think we may because. Really? You got an especially bad I one do. coming up? I do. I do. Uh, rate the radio call. I go through and I find some calls from around the country in the last week or so. The guys rate it between 1 to 10 on 
on a, we don't really have a rating scale anymore, but they just basically give a one to 10 score of what they think about the call. So this first one is between South Florida and Charlotte, a barn burner down there in Florida. It was 18 seconds left in the first half. The USF Bulls have the ball. And here's what the caption said. I'm going to tell everybody where I got this clip from, at Bubba Prague on Twitter. Oh, man. Uh, I love this guy. He he doesn't do it as much anymore, but he posts a lot of these play-by-play things. But he here's his Bubba caption. Bubba Prague? Yeah, Bubba Prague. Um, radio play-by-play announcers are tasked with painting a picture for listeners of what is happening on the field. This is not that. So here <laughs> this, is. This might be it right here. <laughs> so here is the South Florida call. Looking long downfield, can't find anything flushed out of the pocket. Dumps it off short, it's intercepted by the Bulls at the 35-yard line. Nine seconds left in the half, it's Daquan Evans. If he gets around the corner, he might get all the way in. Evans is going to go to the end zone. There is a flag down, Evans scores, zeros on the clock, but we're going to have to wait for the flag. All right, so a lot happening on that play. A lot happening. I'm sorry it was the Bulls on defense, the Charlotte. I think they're the 49ers. I thought I heard a train drive onto the field. (laughs) (laughs) So, Chris, you're up first. One to ten rate that radio call. Well, it's poor. I mean, again, there's no description. The ball was intercepted, I believe, at the 35-yard line. After all kinds of things happened, the guy was in the end zone. It's what we try to say all the time. I mean, your job as a radio guy is to paint the picture. And uh, as the person who sent this to you correctly pointed out, that was not accomplished here. So only a four. Only a four. Only a four. Tony? I still don't know what happened. And this, he he rolled out at one point, and it sounded like he was trying to go deep, and then he went short. He went over the middle. Is that what happened? Yeah, I didn't get that. I didn't get that in the description. No. Uh, yeah. No. This is this is um, it's not a confusing good. call. I'll give it a three. One of my favorite things to do is look at the comments. First comment on this call is from a guy who says, "As a radio play-by-play guy, this is a horrible take from you. What is wrong with this call?" So maybe they're doing their own radio call right yeah, there. Yes. So. Calm down, Mister Play-by-Play Man. All right, Alabama Auburn. Great game. Forty-three seconds left. Fourth and goal for Alabama at the. Uh, 31-yard line, Alabama down four. They have to convert on this. They, they that have makes, to score a touchdown. That, that makes this play all the worse. It's fourth and goal. It's fourth and goal. From right. the 30 this is even throw last short. Chance. They had to throw it in the end zone. <laughs> last chance. It's terrible. And this is from the Auburn radio guy. And no truth to the rumor that Marcus McNeil was playing cornerback yes, on this no play. Yes, no truth. <laughs> the backfield for Jalen Milrow on fourth and goal from the 31. Milrow to throw out of the shotgun with time, still with time. He looks, he throws to the back of the end zone. It is caught for a touchdown. Isaiah Bond with the catch. Andy, what they did was they gave him so much time in the pocket, it allowed Isaiah Bond to get to the back of the line against one-on-one against DJ. And all Miro did was hold the rest of the defense with his eyes and throw the ball to the back line and let his guy go up and catch it because DJ couldn't get his head turned around. Please so, please tell me that you guys can hear the the, oh, the yes. color guy in the back mumbling to himself. Oh, my God. I can't <laughs> he, does, he does do that. <laughs> he does back, do that. He does, back, okay. Please. Uh, let me start it. 
little bit. Goal from the 31. Milrow to throw out of the shotgun with time. Still with time. He looks. He throws to the back of the end zone. It is <laughs> caught. For a He's like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. And now I have to comment on it. Uh, Chris, you're up first. One to ten. Rate that radio call. I'll give a 10 because of the color guy being able to get himself off the mat and explain what happened rather clearly. I mean, he was so depressed. You can hear him, you know, oh, saying, no. oh, oh, my goodness. goodness. And then he, he chimed in with a very clear he explanation did. of why the play went wrong for Auburn. And I thought the guy who called it did a pretty good job. We understood what happened, and we can certainly understand the disappointment. And so, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna give it a ten. I, All right, I'm also gonna follow it up ten because he he did he you know and having played with some SEC guys and know how hurt they get when their football team loses. <laughs> you, he's on he's on air, and although the first part snuck on air, I don't think he meant it to. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he was, he oh, was, no. He was able to get back I'm going to start there. doing that when Scraby's on one of his <laughs> oh, yeah. diet tribes. Oh, yeah, just be over here. Going, <laughs> 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 I'm going to give him a 10, too. All right. Uh, another rivalry game, and this one between Michigan and Ohio State. Ohio State has the ball. They are driving. They they're down six points. Michigan leads 30 to 24 with 32 seconds left. Here is Michigan Radio. McCord in a shotgun. Back to pass. Looking. Here comes the rush. He's hit as he throws, and it is intercepted. The Wolverines pick it off. It's the Ohio native. And the Wolverines, if this counts, and I'm afraid it's going to get reviewed, but if it counts, Rod Moore has ended the ball game. There's flags all over the field. Well, the flags are for celebration and uh, for Jalen Harrell taking his helmet off. Give me those buffs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tony, one to ten rate that radio call. Um, I'll give it a seven. All right. It's a good call. Why is it that the, the, color, the color's first response, and it's probably because it's happiness, it's like that laugh. <laughs> that is true. Uh, it seems like no matter what school we're talking about, it's what a very team we're joyous talking about, laugh. it's just like a Santa Claus laugh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he chortle, does, chortle, chortle. He does sound like he's got a bowl full of jelly. Yeah, I'll give it a seven. Pretty happy. Um, all right, Chris, what do you think? One to ten? Uh, I'm going to go six. I, I like the, uh, the tenor of the call. Uh, I couldn't picture the play, though. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't really fair. picture where the ball was thrown. Uh, I know he was hit as he was thrown. Mm-hmm. That's it. He did I don't know that. where it got thrown to, over the middle, down the sideline. So I'd like to have a little explanation of that. All right. So I could picture it better. Uh, did you give it a score? Sorry. I six. gave it a six. Six. All right. So this next one is from the other side, from the Ohio State side. Oh, and cool. they are, again, ha- they have the ball, 32 seconds left. Are we going to hear the guy going, oh, no. <laughs> no, that's oh, the no. Auburn guy. That's oh, the Auburn guy. Oh, we might hear it. Who knows? Here's yeah. the Ohio State side of this call. First and 10, Ohio State at Michigan's 37. Whoa. McCord back to pass. Cox the arm hit while throwing up field. Intercepted at the 21-yard line. Intercepted by Rod Moore. Michigan safety, and that's going to do it. And penalty flags thrown as Michigan was celebrating after the pick. Kyle McCord slow to get up. He does his section second interception to the game. Rod Moore from Clayton Northmont High School in Ohio picks it off. There you go. That's the call. Uh, Chris, one to ten. Rate it. It's about the most matter of fact <laughs> really staccato was. broadcast I think I've ever heard. 
Um, he could have very well just been announcing some person walking down the middle of the street <laughs> reading a newspaper. First and 10, Ohio State. I mean, this is the end of the game. Got great this is the last yes. drive. His pipes are fine, but this is it. <laughs> You're driving down at the 21-yard line to win the, win the Ohio State-Michigan game. I got to give it a five. Wow. I didn't like the voice. Wow. Sorry. It's going down to the newspaper. Yeah, I'm going to say his pipes get him to five alone. Mm. Um, I'm going to give him a seven. I thought I didn't I mean, his team lost, so I don't expect him to be excited. I definitely expect him to be a little down after the pick, but leading into the pick, there should have been some hope. Some exuberance. <laughs> some exuberance. Yeah, no, Something. He didn't, he didn't have He definitely didn't, he didn't have, have exuberance. So, yeah. yeah, I'll give him a seven. Uh, Real quick, because that's the last one, Uh, I got a DM during that, and it was about the trash being on the ground. You know, we were talking about that earlier, whether or not I throw trash on the ground. Uh, This person, Mike, said, what about the mess in a Major League Baseball dugout? Did Tony leave cups on the floor when he played? They're calling you out. Early in my career, I did. Oh, Okay. But I didn't do it all the time. I threw my cups away. Okay, but there are guys in that cl- in I mean, that have dugout. Have you seen the ground on yes, a it's dugout? Disgusting. It's the most disgusting. Don't fall. Yeah, you don't I can tell you that. It's <laughs> really don't, don't fall. <laughs> Stick your hand in a puddle. It's spit good, yeah, it's, it's got like a layer of it's, water. This is one of the most disgusting places on the planet. It is gross. It is. Anyway, I had to bring that up. So that was pretty brilliant. Yeah. Okay. I was too busy uh, playing like spin cup, trying to get my cup to to stand. <laughs> so yes, I left cups on the ground. You know, you take you your cup, spin, you spin it, and it, tries it to... try to get it to land. Yeah, on, yeah. On you its... needed to be playing more. <laughs> <laughs> Me and everybody else. Did you was play tic tac toe with tobacco no, juice? No, no, no. Uh, I, I wasn't much of a chewer. So. Yeah, good for you. All right, uh, break time, and then uh, some more Gwen and Chris. I believe we're going to play you our uh, big-time fun interview with Xavier Scruggs talking about new Padre manager Mike Schilt when we return. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Our next guest really needs no introduction. Um, I, I would like to say he's an up-and-coming uh, broadcaster, but I, I think he's already, already arrived. Uh, fellow Poway High Titan, Xavier Scruggs, joins us. ESPN MLB broadcaster, Xavier. How are you, man? How you been? How's the offseason treating you? Hey, I'm doing good. I appreciate you guys uh, having me on. I just got done actually taking kind of a, that first vacation that we've taken in a long time family-wise during Thanksgiving kind of got away. Um, so it's nice to be back home and kind of in the midst of all the craziness going on with baseball season now. Well, first of all, it was a well-deserved vacation. I don't know if there was a, a harder-working man in, in the on the national stage, at least, uh, than you. So well-deserved. Let's, let's talk a little bit about this Padre hire. Mike Schilt, you, of course, had an opportunity uh, to be around Mike uh, at a at a young young age, and uh, I personally love this hire for the Padres. I think it's the the perfect hire for him. Well, where do you where do you come down on on Mike Shield and, and him being the the Padres manager? Yeah, I was excited to see the move. You know, first and foremost, uh, San Diego is still where my heart is at, so I, I always want the best for the organization. And having been under Mike Schilt during my minor league days and even while he was the major league manager with the St. Louis Cardinals, having opportunities to talk with him and keeping that personal relationship, I, I, I was excited to see it mostly, not necessarily so much for the, the aspect of him, you know, the X's and O's of the game and all that. I was more excited about the idea that, you know, the culture that he builds around him is extremely special. And I and I wanted people to understand that because he, he's a leader that cares more about the person yeah. and, and, and wants the, um, the person, all the people around him, whether it be coaches, staff, players, um, he cares about those personalities. He knows how to communicate. Um, you know, he cares about the player's well-being. And a lot of times, you know, we, we say that stuff and it's it's, you know, it can be cliche, but the fact that I got to experience it and see it for myself and kind of understand it on multiple levels as I played with him on multiple levels, um, I know how special it'll be for the San Diego community and the players within that clubhouse. Because if we're being quite honest and frank, like that was one of the issues was, you know, that this quote unquote, no leadership within the clubhouse and, and all that. So I think that that's something that we'll see changed for the better. Xavier Scruggs is our guest here, and uh, we're talking about the Padres hire a Mike Schilt who played for him. And uh, give me, if can you expand a little bit on what you just said? I mean, uh, some examples maybe that come to mind of you know the way Mike Schilt deals with personalities, the way he allows people to grow, allows them to you know hopefully be their best when they're out on the field. Yeah, absolutely. I th- I think w- one of the things that I actually talked to Mike today, and this is maybe the perfect example, is him already going and meeting with players and having dinner with players and and learning about what makes those players go. And I think him sitting down with different guys, a lot of times you won't hear managers actually sitting down with players in and out of the season trying to figure out what is it that, that drives you, what is it that motivates you on a personal level. And I think that's a lot of what he can bring out of a player. And once you start, and one, another thing from him too is he builds a level of trust 
that a lot of times you don't have with the manager. Um, and, and I think that that's some, a special quality that he has that not a lot of guys have. And I'm just, I'm not even talking about just play. No, I'm not even talking about just managers. I'm talking about people in general. So um, I think there's a level of trust that he builds within guys. Um, and I think it comes through him showing his insecurities, him showing that he's still willing to learn as much as possible within the game. I think him being a part of this organization over the last couple of years yeah. and, and, and on the player development side and just learning within the organization, that speaks highly to the person that he is as well, taking a step back from a managerial role. So I think you'll see some of those things come more into play in this 2024 season. Xavier Scruggs joins us here on Gwen and Chris. You can catch him on ESPN. He's one of the better MLB announcers we have going in the game. And, and, and X, let me ask you, because we talked a little bit about the locker room leadership and, and the type of individual he is, but what type of temperament are we getting as a manager in between the lines? Because, you know, in my experience dealing with Mike over the last couple of years, he's a very um, calm individual, but there's something about him that – Tim's to t- tell me he, he's got he's got a little uh he's got a little snap in him <laughs> <laughs> he definitely he definitely does and, and it's it's almost it's funny sometimes because he you know he's not a big dude he's very you know uh, on the smaller side you know not somebody that looks huge in stature but there's a calmness to him but it's funny because he always says, "Don't it, don't you know? Don't mistake my calmness for weakness." Yeah, and that's yeah. something that he's always kind of preached. But it, but it's true because he can snap extremely quick. If there, if you remember, there were some times with the Cardinals that maybe a, a small call that kind of disturbed him. He would all of a sudden go extremely red. So yeah. <laughs> I, I think there's. I, but I think the I'm kind of joking, but at the same time, I think that there's something to that. Because he's very uh, he's very smart about how he picks his decisions yeah. in protecting his players, and I think that that's something that you'll recognize this throughout the course of this season. And he's going to lean on some of those guys that that have some heavy weight in the clubhouse to really to really help him along the way. And I think you know maybe where uh, a Bob, uh, where a Bob Melvin couldn't get to some guys, that may be where Schilt is able to have a little bit more of that influence. Mike Schilt is the new manager of the Padres. Uh, good hire. Xavier Scruggs, who used to play for him, thinks so. He's joining us here on 97.3 The Fan. I, I'm not really trying to dig up a whole lot of dirt here, but there are a lot of people that wonder what happened at the very end in St. Louis. I mean, after all, he won 17 games there at the end of that last season. He made the playoffs every year he was there. He was a manager of the year. It was almost like they couldn't wait to get rid of him. He said he's learned from that uh, and it will take steps going forward. I mean, what do you surmise happened there in St. Louis? Yeah, the, the, I have relationships with both John Mosaic, the president of operations with the St. Louis Cardinals, and Mike Schilt. And I think that there, there was, seemed to be a butting of heads over, you know, they, they said, uh, you heard the word analytical but I think it was more so personnel. I think there was some guys that really Schilt was fighting for to keep on the roster that maybe some of the people in the front office with the Cardinals didn't necessarily agree with, and maybe they're trying to give opportunities to other players. But I think that speaks to something that I just told you about is there's a willingness for him to be very adamant for his players, and I think that that's something that should excite the fan base of San Diego, um, knowing that you have that type of manager coming in 
but you know that and you guys know this there's so many different ways that people butt heads within organizations and I think Mike said the right thing is he learned from that and he's going to be able to take that into a next situation and when we have failures and this is within any aspect in life if you want to call it that we learn from those things and those things make us better. X, let's let's shift gears a little bit and uh, talk about a player that I, I think we both think very highly of in Juan Soto. I, I've been on record here that I would hate to see him outside of a Padre uniform, but it does look like things are, are shaping up that he may very well be moved this offseason. Um, right now you're hearing the Yankees' name a lot. I, I think I saw a piece where you were talking about the Yankees as well. What do you think makes that organization the right fit if you're going to move a guy like Juan Soto? Yeah, I, 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 I think the Yankees seem like they could be a fit for both sides, right, because they're for that outfielder, obviously. But I also look at there is some young talent there that the Padres could, you know, be able to maybe hold on to as far as guys that you could see them not just for this year but moving forward. And without, you know, if, if I'm looking at the Yankees, if there's no Jason Dominguez coming back, I may not be trading yeah. Juan Soto. I think that would be the first person I'm looking at. But also look at, you know, some some young stars, some young starters. I look at Clark Schmidt, a guy that could possibly help that rotation there with the Padres. Um, a Michael King, who slid into that role too, who seems to give them some depth now in that rotation. That could be something the Padres could be looking for too. I, I just look at there, there's never enough pitching, right? And I think that, you know, most most managers will tell you that. And I think as much pitching as the Padres can have going into 2024, that's going to be a, a huge benefit to them, especially if they're using, if they're losing the best hitter, one of the best hitters in all of baseball. Should the Padres be really good next year in your estimation? I mean, uh, off of this disappointing season, they still have a lot of guys that are coming back. Yeah. They're losing stuff in free agency. Don't know if they'll get Blake Snell back. It's probably doubtful. Josh Hader, Michael Walker, Nick Martina. I mean, they've let, Seth you know, Lugo. Some, yeah. Seth Lugo, they've lost some pieces, right. but do they still have enough? I mean, the Dodgers are going to be right there, and who knows if they get Otani. Uh, the Diamondbacks were just in the World Series. The Giants uh, are supposed to be spending a lot of money. Giants are there. I mean, this is not an easy spot for the Padres, necessarily. It's not. And, and the reason why it's not and I you know what I won't discount the offense I know that they didn't perform the way they should have last year but when you have names like Xander Bogarts and Fernando Tatis and and Manny Machado and Hassan Kim who's now become almost a star within this game um, I still look forward to them scoring runs I think they'll be better than they were last year collectively now the the pitching to me is ultimately going to be the deciding factor right you have Joe Musgrove, you also have you Darvish getting a year older. They're going to have to build more depth within that rotation and also maybe look towards getting another frontline type of guy. I mean, you, you don't compete with the Dodgers, and, and now you're looking at the Diamondbacks. Yeah. You don't compete with those teams without making sure you have three guys that can go out there and, and, and give you wins and punch tickets and be able to give you an opportunity to stay in game. So – if they build more pitching depth and maybe add another frontline guy, I still see them competing at the top of this division. Last one from me, X. Uh, this will be a wild card question. I know you. I know you enjoy Shohei Otani very much, and uh, he, he's kind of put the the press on teams, basically telling telling teams 
keep my name out of the media should we meet. Uh, who do you who do you like Otani ending? Where do you like Otani ending up? Oh man, this is a tough one for me because you know, being from San Diego, I, I hate see. I, I don't even like seeing Dodger blue, but it just it just it just makes so much sense because yeah. we saw the Dodgers take a step back from spending right last year. You saw them do some uncorrect characteristic like things like signing a, a Noah Syndergaard for uh, for rotation depth. So it told you that they were taking a step back and, and mostly because they're in love with Shohei Otani. I think this team, like multiple teams, may be willing to do whatever it takes to add him. Um, and I just see that it, it's going to be hard to compete with their dollars. Yes, I, I, I look at the Mets. But also the Mets seem to be trying to prepare yeah. for 2025 and yeah. maybe beyond that. So the Dodgers, if they're in that win-now mode like they normally are, they're going to be looking to, to land Shohei Otani the game's best. All right, before we let you go, X, uh, I got to – now, you went to – he went to Poway High School? A little bit after I did. You know yes, that uh, You know that uh, my co-host is now in the Poway High School Titan Hall of Fame. After yeah. he was inducted there about a month ago, what do we have to do yeah. to uh, to uh, convince the powers to be to you know get you inducted alongside Tony Gwynn Jr. Because these guys listen. He's on his way. These guys listen to the show, so uh, you know we got I we got to put put your name forth here. Yeah, I think you know <laughs> the, the, the all the stats and stuff speaks for itself. But I think where where Tony got me is he he was so athletic in every sport. Like, I, I, this guy would be basketball over there, then hitting home runs on the baseball field. I remember watching him doing his thing, stealing bases, doing everything. I'm like, man, I want to just – if I could just do a little bit of what Tony did, then maybe I could call myself maybe a, a great Poway Titan. Um, so, I mean, we go, we go way back. Um, Poway was the spot, and I'm, uh, I'm just happy to see everything that you, you've done and accomplished yourself. Ditto, X. Ditto, man. You, you're doing a terrific job. Keep up the good work, man. Appreciate you coming on and, and spending some time with us. And uh, we'll catch you up on the big screen here soon. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. Have a good one. Thank you. One of the uh, budding stars, I think, uh, in, in Major League Baseball on the broadcast side. Dropping some good Mike Schilt knowledge. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. That's going to do it for today's show. Back at it again tomorrow, Thursday night football. So that means a short show. Uh, Until then, catch you tomorrow. Peace out. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.